Well, hey there, folks. Before we get into this week's episode, just wanted to share a quick programming note. I will be a guest on the latest episode of Autopod Decepticast, featuring a discussion on nobody's favorite episode of the Transformers, Thief in the Night, a.k.a. the Carbomia episode. Fun times. Uh, but we talk about TFCon Chicago, and I desperately tried to fix the episode by rearranging it around. It was a great conversation, and I think you're really going to like it. That's episode 190 of Autopod Decepticast, dropping this Sunday everywhere you listen to Mike Seibert Radio and at autopoddecepticast.com. And now, enjoy my conversation with Amber the Fangirl. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and uh, today I am joined by a, uh, a very special person that I've been uh, eager to get in contact with uh, for uh, the the last several months. She's a uh, voice actress. She's a YouTuber. She's an autism activist. Uh, please welcome to the show Amber the Fangirl. How uh, how are you doing today? Oh, 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 oh hello, Mike. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I know we're all casual in our jam and stuff but it's like we're, we're doing a show for real <laughs> and trust me i do all my interviews in my pajamas nothing wrong with it i mean yeah uh, but hi mike it's lovely to be on your show i don't have to win my voice there. i do apologize <laughs> I, I love it. No, I, I I love it. We've uh, uh we've been in touch uh via Twitter and yeah. email, and yeah. and uh, you reached out to me initially because you saw some of my posts about uh, meeting uh, voice actors. Like I, I was, uh, it was just before I went to uh, uh, TFCon in Chicago and and had the opportunity oh, to meet uh, Peter Cohen. And <laughs> you you shared with me. He was like, you know, I've. Uh, I, I've met Mr. Cullen, I've met Mr. Frank Welker, and I, I think I would like to share some stories. And I, oh, I, I love that. That, that is a, a terrific, a, a photo of the, of the three of you there. So we're, we're definitely going to talk about um, those experiences and those stories, uh, uh, meeting those uh, terrific folks. Um, we're also going to talk about your channel on YouTube because you've got got some really fun stuff, some some terrific interviews. I mean, I thought I thought I've done some fun interviews, but there's there's some really cool folks uh, that you've talked about on your channel. Uh, uh, some some mutual acquaintances we have, uh, so that that'll be fun uh, to talk about as well. I, I would also like to talk about your um, um, activism uh, a bit in the autism community as well. But um, I. I, I I don't mean to start on a a sad note, but I think the our our conversation is going to start a little differently than perhaps either of us had intended when we when we uh, uh, set this interview up. But we can't not 
in a conversation about voice actors, um, I, I would like to spend a little bit of time talking about the passing of Kevin Conroy. Oh, um, where did I put my violin? Uh, where is it? Uh, I know. Oh, it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, seriously. Oh. But but yeah, so I mean, so his his passing was very sudden and uh, very shocking to a lot of us in the fan community. So um, I, I know I know we're going to do introductions and talk about uh, uh, your channel and and how you um, uh, get into the space a little bit. But I but I, I would like to start with uh, your thoughts about uh, the passing of Mr. Conroy, because I, I know from looking at, at your social posts, I, I know this one hit you especially hard. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I, I just thought I'd give you a, give you a platform to kind of talk about your experience with uh, with Kevin Conroy and um, and how you're feeling. Well, first of all, Mike, that's really respectful of you. Thank you for bringing that up. I really do appreciate it. The way you worded that, how you you said like you wanted a platform for me to speak about uh, Kevin on. That's that's really lovely of you. That thank you, thank you. Um, so I met Kevin Conroy actually um, earlier this year in uh, Telford at Wales Comic Con so as you can probably see I met him with Wilfred I was like a little Batman Beyond reunion and oh my gosh he was so sweet um, the only thing I regret doing is not spending enough time with him because I only met him when we were getting our photo taken the reason being was because his queue was really long I lost centre my chair a little bit because it's off centre and it's really off button for me um, so, you know, I, I, I saw Will, uh, Will Fredell. Um, I went to his table, you know, spoke to him and stuff. Then I ended up purchasing a photo op on the day. And it was a last minute decision because when the photo op was going ahead, I was like, I was like, hang on, what, what photo ops are going on now? Kevin and Will. Oh my God. Okay. But I've got to run because I won't get another chance today. So I had to leg it to customer services and spend 75 pound on a picture with them. And they were like, okay, you got to be quick. You've got to leg it to the photo studio because they could have finished by now. I legged it and I was the last one in. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I was like, hi guys. And I was like, hi Will. Hi Kevin. And I was like, <laughs> And it was just, Kevin didn't know who I was, but I'm pretty sure he probably might have locked up a, a little bit of Animal Crossing when he uh, when he got back to his hotel. I don't know, but um, just, and then Will was like, oh my God, have you seen her art? It's really good. Because I gave him art of uh, Bumblebee that he did the voice in Robots in Disguise, the 2015 series, because he was bumped. It links to trans, it all comes back to the Transformers. Um, so uh, I'm, so, you know, and he was like, oh, right. I was like, okay, I'll give it to you later. Because obviously you know, I, got to, I, I had to explore the whole place. It was huge. And I didn't go both days. And I'm so gutted I did it because by the time I'd finished exploring and stuff, I got to Kevin's table and there was no queue. I was like, this is my chance. There's no one here. And that, But then I was like, where's Kevin? Um, I, I, I went up to Will and he was like, oh, yeah, he finished for the day 10 minutes ago. I'm like, you just missed him by 10 minutes. I'm like, oh. I was gutted. And at the time, I wasn't that upset because I thought I'd get another chance to meet him. But unfortunately, no. Um, so I said to Will, well, if it's, if you see him after, could you give him this art I did for him? It was like a sketch of Batman from the animated series. And he was like, yeah, sure. Well, I, I was originally going to take it home with me and give it to him on another occasion. But on this occasion, I'm glad I did not. So I'm, I'm not sure what he thought of the art, but I'm guessing that he loved it. Um, so, of course, he got me into Batman the Animated Series and, you know, 
when I get an obsession, I just binge watch all the episodes and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I watched that, you know, when I was on a down day at college, I would come home, snuggle up in bed and watch Batman the Animated Series or like, you know, just any of the DC Animated Universe stuff and just think, wow, I can make imaginary scenarios in my head from this source. And it's it was brilliant, I tell you that. Um, so I, I want to keep it short as I can because I know this is really a Transformers themed podcast. I don't want it to be primarily Batman themed. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, oh no, that that that's fine. That. You know, tell your story, speak your truth. I mean that that's that's the thing I love about my show. It's just you know, yes, tell me about your thing, but also tell me your stories. And if anybody knows anything about my channel or my show, it's uh, I, I I enjoy spinning a yarn. So I yeah. I, I love um, additional details. And, and and I think with uh, especially with with Mr. Conroy's passing being so sudden, we're 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 still shocked. We're not processing. Yeah. Um, and like I, I put a um, I, I put a piece of art up on Twitter. It's not mine. I'm not, I'm not the artist, but like it's a it's a cartoon strip where it it's between uh, Batman and Jim Gordon done in the animated series style. I really wish. Yeah. I, I knew who the artist was because I um, I, it was just something I found on Facebook. Copied it's it, sort of pasted it. about losing his voice. Yes, the, that's the, the one. one. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yes. And the, and that I mean, it it just it just tears your heart out, and mm. um and and that's that's probably one of my most interacted with posts ever. I mean, it has like what like four thousand likes and and almost oh as many gosh. retweets and shares. I mean, it's just it's it, it, it's incredible. And that tells me a bit of what this person meant to us, not just as his his performance, but just as a human being. I mean, Kevin Conroy is a a a, a gentle soul and a very good person, and um, it's it, it's always the good ones that um, that hit us the hardest. Um, that's the voice that I hear when I read Batman comic books or or read novels or anything like that. It's just, and it, it reminds me, and as as you were saying, Amber, it, it always ties back into Transformers. It, it does remind me of uh, the things Peter Cullen has said about his performance of Optimus Prime. You know, that he's yeah. got that famous quote from his brother where it's like, you know, don't be a, you know, don't be a, a big hero. Be strong enough to be gentle. Exactly. And and I think that is the takeaways from Kevin Conroy's performance as Batman, because especially yeah. in now you've been uh, binging a lot of uh, Batman, the animated series there. There is a lot of moments where Batman is being gentle and delicate with uh, uh, with with the folks he's helping and interacting with. So um, obviously, you know, he ha has that that great power in his delivery but an equal uh gentleness to it as well that i i think that's why that performance has endured the test of time that's why i think for at least two to three generations that's our batman um you know li live action aside um so yeah it just um it's as I said. I wanted to spend some time talking about, but but I apologize. Yeah. That that was that was a lengthy story in the middle of your story. So uh, um, no, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I, don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind talking a little bit more. Um, so I just want to slide in a little fact here before I continue with my story. Kevin was actually going to be a guest on my podcast. Um, basically, it was in the middle of being arranged. Um, 
his agent was like, okay, check back in a few months because for personal reasons, he's unavailable at the moment. Uh, and I checked back and he was like, okay, check back in the new year. And um, just over a few weeks later, he was gone. So I, as, as Catwoman said, almost got him. Although the villains is the title of the episode title. Almost oh God. Yeah. So I think he would have been a really good podcast guest because like the entire interview, I could just picture it now, just him on the other end and then just be just like, I wouldn't be able to speak. <laughs> I would just be going nuts. Um, so last Thursday, uh, the day that he, he passed away because it was announced the day after I had a terrible day at college. Very long story. Not going to go into it too long. Didn't hear. Um, yeah, basically just stuff happened i came in i snuggled into bed i watched the episode i am the night where commissioner gordon actually gets fatally shot well not fate nearly fatally shot and then like he says but says i am the i am the vengeance i am the night i am batman and i can't i, I cannot do kevin conroy i'm so sorry um you know you know just watching that thinking I need to watch more of these because I was binging in the moment. I was, you know, I was talking about it in school. It was just, the show was just constantly playing in my head in class when I'm like not focusing or not doing anything. You know, I'm just thinking, and I was just speaking about it with my friends who hadn't, who, who like who didn't even watch the show. I'd be like, oh yeah, I've just, I just watched Batman. <laughs> and they'd be like, what? <laughs> so, um, and then Friday I had to go out and uh, pick up something, um, which is like a, it was a machine. I'm not sure by the time this is, this is released. I'm not sure if the video of it will be on my channel, but in case it is, and I'll just say, I got a surprise. I had to drive up North to get it in a big white van. Uh, I got back. I, um, obviously had to restore this thick, this machine. Um, I came in, I was. I went up to my bedroom, I was like, okay, got to get on four guys, maybe watch a bit of Batman. And then I opened Facebook to see that Saturday morning rewind, Tim Nidell, we have just, here and now, reports that Kevin Conroy has passed away. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, something ain't right. Um, so I, I look back, because I remember talking to Andrea Romano, and she said that he had, he was sick or something but he was doing well and this was like august when he cancelled a galaxycon virtual event so and i kind of suspect i kind of thought my head was like oh i hope it's not cancer when he was sick and it was i was like ever since friday afternoon i haven't been able to watch anything batman related it's too painful for me it's just watching it just make me burst into tears thinking i'll never be able to thank him for all that he's done and you know i mean going back to college yesterday was painful because you know like half the time i just cried and every time i thought of kevin or batman it just made me cry even harder so it's like you know i was saying this to a friend in the uh, in the in the in the changing rooms uh, <laughs> my college uh because i'm a changing room, you know like in our classroom because you know with dancers you know uh and they were like yeah so so yeah sorry i got to cut that bit out because i can't stop losing my words a bit um so i was like have you ever seen inside out and they were like yeah yeah i love that film i was like well you know how like riley's talking in class about a happy hockey memory then sadness gets hold of the orb and it turns blue and then she starts crying i think that's what happens with me now with batman or meeting kevin conroy so what used to be a happy memory me looking back at it is just now making me just feel sad talking about it and it's just giving me that doubt that i'm never going to see him again i'm never going to talk to him again I'm never going to hear his batman again i'm never going to get him on my podcast i'm never going to thank him for all the, the for, for how many times he's made me smile in college when i felt like i didn't want to go on um there is one question I always wanted to ask him, though, that I, pro I will never get the chance to ask him. Um, 
I wonder if he ever felt typecasted as Batman because like all of his voice roles were just primarily Batman. I've only seen a few original characters that he's done. So I've always wondered, has he ever been worried about being typecasted? Um, so yeah. Um, so that's really my story. I heavily miss him. Um, and he brought me so much happiness. Well, he still does, of course, but at the moment it just thinking about it just makes me really sad. But maybe when I've slowly healed, I'll be able to watch uh, Batman again and they'll be all be happy and ducky. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's one thing I, I, I was kind of going to share uh, with you, you know, being, being a, a, a older person, I, you know, I've, I, I've experienced uh, loss and grief and the, the happiness that you felt that will come back around again. I, I understand that when you connect with that now, it makes you feel sad, but that will that will dissipate over time and the happiness will come will come back around i promise Thank um, you. but yeah it's uh it, it it does remind me of my telling of my interaction with uh, with peter cullen and with the other uh, transformers voice actors because my my interaction with uh with mr cullen at tfcon was very brief like i i just i, I just uh, uh went in for the autograph session so i didn't do the uh, the photo opportunity or anything yeah. um else but the only thing i wanted to do more than anything you know autographs are you know just ink on paper but yeah. the thing that i i wanted more than anything was just to be able to um shake his hand introduce myself and tell him thank you and i had the opportunity to do that and it, it was it was funny i've told this story a number of times in a number of places at this point but i i roll up to him i i you know he takes the the item to autograph I shake his hand i introduce myself and i'm like well you know i just i just wanted to tell you thank you and you know the the things that you've done in this fandom means a lot to a lot of people and it means a lot to me and he uh, i mean I, I i had practiced that for a week just to make sure that i i didn't uh, um stumble over my words and mess it up and i thought i did okay fortunately there's no recording of that so that'll just live in my memory of of what i said uh but he just um you know it just just a, a warm sincere handshake and he just looks up at me with the with these just a um a, a gentle warm canadian eyes and he just says what color eyes has he got let me have a look at this picture i think i think they're brown now that i think about it but but they're, they're very uh very grandfatherly <laughs> but, I, I think they're blue i think they're blue. oh you know oh, what i think you're right i think you're right oh yeah because it's a video yeah oh I'll yeah, say yeah, yeah yeah but, but and he just told me in a in a lower voice but i think because he was meeting so many folks he didn't want to strain his voice so much so it was it was very low but he just says thank you uh, he says uh you're welcome <laughs> and uh and 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 it meant to, it meant the world to me and that's what i've been doing in these tf cons over over the last few years i have a transformers the movie poster that i've i've had autographed by as many people involved with that movie as possible from like writers to voice actors and really i just it, it's because i want that moment to tell those folks that had a part of creating something that is incredibly special and important to me just that moment to say thank you so that's um i i i appreciate the power of that moment and and it is it is hard 
knowing that you don't have the opportunity to have those moments like like for me for example there's there's a number of uh, the voice actors that have since passed on and it's um it, it's it, it's very difficult and very challenging but the the flip side is that now we get to cherish the moments going forward and 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 um putting emphasis on that and importance on that because you know it's it's a little thing to say thank you but it's it's a huge thing to be able to have that connection to actually have um have that moment so yeah i thoroughly agree with you that so that being said you know we we talked we talked a lot about or i'm sorry we, we talked briefly about uh the interviews you've done and and your channel but let's let's go all the way because we've we've been talking for a number of minutes now and we've been exchanging stories but every podcast is someone's first podcast and so if uh there you go I love it. It's it's so sweet. Kevin Conroy by Beloved. <laughs> <laughs> the voice actor ever. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I do apologize. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I, I was going to say for, for folks that might not be familiar with um, your channel, talk a little bit about who Amber the Fangirl is and let's, uh, let's talk about your channel and some of the cool stuff that you've done. Well, um, all you need to know is that it's a place on the internet where I can simply embarrass myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, that, that's why we do all of this. That, that's what we're here for. Well, I will tell you one thing. Someone who I know uh, in my class who has not got me on any social media, he comes up to me yesterday and he says, I watched your interview with Brian Hall on YouTube and I love it. I was like, how did you know I have a channel? I was like, I was, I was such a flabbergasted because I was like, what? You don't have me on any social media. We have never exchanged anything. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, thank you for watching. But, but seriously, though, it was really sweet. And usually when I go to like a new college or a high school, I don't tell people about my YouTube channel unless I fully come to know them because I've had issues in the past where people have found out about my channel. They've bullied me because of it because, you know, these coin-operated rides that I film. Well, I don't film much of them anymore because, well, I've pretty much filmed as many as I can. There's hardly any, there's hardly, you know, all the big places where they are just, there isn't, they're, they're there and I can't get there. So I've mainly been focusing on interviews and stuff at the moment. Um, but yeah, I've done vlogs, kids ride videos, interviews, little silly stuff, uh, just anything really. I don't have a schedule or anything because I've, I tried to get, I tried to like stick to one in the past and I never succeeded at doing it. So I just threw that out the window and just say, I upload when I want, where I want. So <laughs> basically, so like, like you're, um, uh, according to your channel, you've been established since 2014, which is a year before I've done any radio stuff. And so for somebody like, you know, so, young and early on to what how how do you how do you decide that you're going to be a youtuber how wh what what's kind of that lightning bolt moment that that says well you know what I, i'm gonna i'm gonna put silly videos up on on the internet how, how, how what, what's the inspiration for that where's that start 
Um, well, first of all, I'm going to tell you I've been a little bit naughty because I set up my channel at the age of 10 when YouTube's the age thing is 30. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh! Um, whoops. Uh, I did it when I got my first phone. I, was, I think it was about 10 at the time. You know, it's just, you know, really me stepping into the, the teenage world, as they call it. Um, I didn't really upload much at first. And then it started. I did little product reviews, like of little candy and stuff. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, like the silly little candies, like, you know, like the ones with like the the monkey on the the hero bars or the symbols or emoji ice cream yeah, yeah. whatever um yep. and then it evolved and then when i was 11 i started doing minecraft videos i think i was called like aj the snake yt or something back then now a lot of, very few people of you are gonna know about this but i then went to like two minecraft conventions and the second one i actually sold autographs <laughs> So oh it was just gosh. me writing on little postcards. I had like 500 of them and I've still got a ton of them stacked in storage. I never <laughs> get rid of all of them. And they've all got outdated information on them. So they're literally uh, they're pointless now. Um, so I did that. And then I started filming ride videos when I was 12 because I noticed that people were doing it and stuff. And then I started becoming obsessed with these kids' rides because... As a matter of fact, I used to be scared of them. Like People would be like, oh, mommy, I want to go with the kitty ride. Me, I was like, Nope, I'm not going on that. I was terrified of them. Me and my brother were absolutely terrified. I have a younger brother who is also autistic, like me. Uh, he's a year younger than me, so he's 17, I'm 18. Yeah. Um, so we did that. And um, and then I did a documentary, a two-hour-long documentary, which is probably my biggest project that I've ever done for my channel. So it was like it was on the voice actor Bill Scott, you know, Bullwinkle, Dudley Do, right, Mr. Peabody. Um, and I got a lot of people for that. Um, I think, who did I get? I'm trying to think. I got Corey Burton. I got to interview him. Um, I got to interview a lot of people. Like, I think, uh, Will Ryan, before he passed away. I know he, he wasn't in Transformers, but he was in G.I. Joe. Yep. Uh, and Weird Al Yankovic, actually, who I'm actually going to see live in February. Uh, he's doing a concert in Manchester the day, the day after my birthday, so I got tickets to see him. So, <laughs> nice. to meet him in person. Um, Th that's going to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun <laughs> show. Yeah, because my mom loves this music, so like we're both going. Um, so I think it was like the interview aspect of this documentary that made me want to start interviewing voice actors for my channel. So then, like, of course, everyone who I'd already interviewed, I asked them again, "Would you like?" Some of them actually turned me down because they said they'd already been interviewed. I'm like, I'm talking to you about yourself, not about Bill. Okay, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I did get a few of them back. And then I started getting new ones as well from all over the world, like you know, some from one from England, one from Japan, uh, Australia, um, so it was and Canada, and you know just like all over really. It's just interesting to find out about these their life stories and how they came to be in the voiceover industry, and just I just have fun with them. It's like a casual conversation, and then with the whole kiddie ride thing, I went from being scared of them. To being obsessed with them and filming them to actually being the voice of one of them <laughs> in late 2019 i was approached by um northern Azure group who are sadly no longer in business to voice uh, a helicopter ride um you can't really see it but it's on the edge of my wardrobe there's a picture okay. of me there it's an orange helicopter um so it's like it's got well people at first they hated it the ride community because it had a video from Tooty Two on it, which is like a YouTube kids channel, like you know the animations and stuff. Like it's very similar to Coco Melon, but you know, not as. Um, so people hated it at first, but when it came out and it said, "Oh, Amber the Fangirl, Amber Jones does the voices on the ride," they were like, 
oh my god, I love it now. I'm like, oh, that's funny because you didn't seem to like it when the YouTube kids aspect was mentioned. Uh, <laughs> so that was quite funny just to see people at the exhibition just see it and, you know, and because of the pandemic, they only made two models and then the company folded completely because they lost so much money during the pandemic and lockdown. Sure. So um, there's one that is in Iceland in Reykjavik. Um, okay. And another one in storage in Leeds being refurbished. I don't know where that's going, but I will probably find out soon. And if I do find out soon, I will post about it. And everyone can come and see my voice in England. I mean, they were going to have models shipped off to America as well, which saddens me because I was like, I was saying to like, like Tara Strong and stuff, okay, I've just done a new ride. It's coming to America. So you better make sure it comes up at your local mall because you'll be able to hear me <laughs> just like me going, please have a go on this ride thing. Um, so it's it's kind of cool how like I literally went from being scared to literally being a ride, and I find it genuinely terrifying, but really satisfying at the same time. And then of course that kicked off my old voiceover career because I'm now working on a theme park ride where I voice uh, multiple characters. Um, it's a theme park ride, it's like it's it's like yeah. it's 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 in California. Um, obviously, I'm just trying to limit what I can say because I'm under NDA at the moment, and right, you know, if I say right. one thing, it's me. <laughs> of the project um yep, yep. yeah i've voiced a few characters uh I, I can't say more but i don't exactly know what i can say so that's really all i'm gonna say for now there you go that that's that's the answer but but i yeah. can't talk about it right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, you will that's... be able to hear more about it in the future i mean i haven't there even done the go. recording sessions for it yet so i think they are taking place in a few weeks so excited because i get to well I, I think i can say one thing all the, the characters i'm voicing they all have different accents completely different accents to each other that's all I'm saying. That's, ah, I'm not saying anything very else. Very cool. Yeah. So um, that's it's we did we actually did like a uh, a chemistry test last night and uh, like an improv conversation with two of my characters and honestly, it was one of the funniest things I've done voiceover related wise. Um, and I've got a few other things uh, scheduled for the future, which obviously I cannot also say about because they're still behind on in production and stuff. But sure. when as as like the ride when these products will co come out. I will be able to talk about them and everything like that. And yeah, I suppose my channel just continues to bloom today. And then I've been on the radio since then, you know, I've been on a few podcasts, including yours. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I've managed to raise my own little channel child on the internet. It's my own little corner of the internet where I can simply just be myself without anyone having to judge me for it. I love it. I mean, that, that's, that's an incredible story. And I think that's, that's, an inspiring story for content creators of all ages and yeah. you know, i mean like i mean again i i'm a i i'm in my mid 40s and i'm i'm doing the thing and and you know it's you're never too old and you're never too young to to get into content and it's all just uh you know passion for talking to folks and yeah. uh, that's that's what i really enjoy about your videos is like you had said it earlier it's it's very conversational and yeah. it it doesn't feel as as interviewee as as you know other uh, um, other shows and channels out there. Um, yeah. I did want to loop back around uh, to the uh, to the kitty ride videos uh, for just a moment because, like, yeah, sure, it was one ahead. of those things before before I um, e even learning now. I was just like, 
why does she have all these videos of like these coin operated, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, store rides? Uh, just, uh, you know, what, what, what's the deal with that? Now, now we kind of know, but like one, one of the things that you mentioned in your uh, bio on your YouTube channel, is you said your, your kitty ride videos are popular with my videos. I, I'm sorry, popular with my viewers who have special needs. I do that for them. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Um, well, basically, I've had messages in the past from parents who have said, uh, Hi, Amber, my son, daughter, child loves your videos and you inspire them every day. And they're also autistic and they love watching your videos on repeat. They watch your kiddie ride videos and, you know, just I've actually had people message me asking, could I do video messages for their kids? And they absolutely go crazy. Their faces light up. It's beautiful and you know just see these parents actually directly reach out to me like even autistic people themselves they're like hi amber i'm autistic as well continue to keep inspiring people and like that's really sweet of you to say because i mean if there was someone like me back in the day i would have been saying that to them saying i want to be like you one day like i've said that to many people like frank welker cory burton tara strong i want to be like you but now i've got people saying it to me and to be in these big voice actor shoes it's like it's magical it's genuinely magical also i actually i monetize all my ride videos because obviously i've reached the limit and stuff um and i have people said to me do you do it for the money i'm like no i do it for people with special needs because um yes i do monetize my videos it's really the only way i earn uh, cash nowadays because you know i'm not employed or anything i just struggle to find a job i'm very ashamed to say that um so i really just youtube's basically like my part-time job um, from working from home. Um, so I must ask my ride videos and when I get those views, I, you know, I get paid and stuff, but I'm not mm -hmm. doing it just for that. Like I'm also doing it for the people who love my ride videos because I know they get, I mean, my parents have noticed this. My interviews only get roughly about 100, 200 views. My ride videos gets at least, get at least 10,000 views. And I think my most popular video actually, actually sort of like, boosted itself with the YouTube kids algorithm because it shot up to like a thousand likes and six six hundred thousand views and it's a Paw Patrol ride and okay it, it's it's amazing how that works really because the algorithm chooses what they want to put on like the, you know like the YouTube kids section and stuff so I think it's really lovely that people um you know they feel they love my videos it's, it's like like I am a light at the end of the tunnel for them like when they're feeling sad like i that's the saying i knew i now use like kevin was my light at the end of the tunnel yeah, or frank yeah. Lelka was one of the lights at the end of my tunnel you know it's you know just thinking about it that's a really close saying and i uh, kind of love it so much i want to cry uh, <laughs> 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 i don't it just makes me smile so much <laughs> um yeah. so yeah i i just simply do it for them because you know um I know if I was in their shoes, I would honestly be just as happy as them if, you know, if someone kept uploading ride videos and stuff because they love the soundtracks, they love the buttons. I know there's some of them who love the electronics and they can tell you who made what ride, what year it was released, who did the voice, what electronic board it has. It's, it's amazing how these people know, wow. these autistic people know so much knowledge about kiddie rides. And it's, it's, it's genuinely amazing. It's, I mean, it has shocked my parents too because my brother knows about pretty much every single ride code in the UK that is um, distributed by a specific company. So if you showed him a picture of a, a, a Thomas ride, Thomas the Tank Engine, he'd be like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. what's the, the code for this? And he would go like 4G Z6. I'm like, how do you know that? 
You could just see the front. There's no code. How do you yeah. know? It's so it's baffling, but it's really, really cool. Awesome. Well, I mean, it, it is a special thing to be able to uh, provide joy and happiness for folks, and yeah. and especially folks in a in in, in specific communities as well. Yeah. And so that's what I'd like to talk about next. I mean, you know, we we we've mentioned you've talked about your autism, and and you've mm-hmm. talked about you know uh, why you do your videos. But I was wondering if we could explore more. You know, kind of like y- your your activism and and why it's so important and so part of your online identity to have those conversations uh, about autism? Well, first of all, it is quite a long story, so I will try and make it as short as I can. Um, I was diagnosed at the age of four, and I know it's very uncommon for girls to be diagnosed with autism at an early age. Usually they get diagnosed in their teens or their adult years. But no, somehow they just spotted it in me when I was a young age. They could manage to catch it. They managed to catch it. Um, so I obviously went through primary school. Obviously, there was a big label. That's not really good. That's my name saying uh, I'm Amber autistic autism spectrum disorder asperger syndrome whatever medical records anything um so i obviously grew up um in primary school you know like it wasn't like i didn't know i was autistic because obviously i was too young to understand completely what it was Uh, and you know i struggled making friends you know i couldn't cope with friendships that well but i wanted a friend so badly it was so hard and then as i got older and older you know like just thinking of the echolalia where i'd repeat stuff or you know like do like ticks or stims or anything like that like i'm just thinking back now and just even when i was seven i would feel like sick every single day and i'd want to go home and i get so upset I've come to realize that they were actually anxiety attacks and I was diagnosed with anxiety at a very young age and you're just thinking now and I remember hearing the term Asperger well they, people don't use Asperger's anymore um I, I'm not not entirely sure the reason why they all call it autism now um sometimes I still call it Asperger's because I know why I say when I'm autistic they say well I know your brother's autistic but are you sure you're autistic because Honestly, when I look at you, you don't. You, honestly, you're so comfortable with this. Like you're making eye contact because I was terrible at making eye contact as a kid. Like you're making mm-hmm. eye contact. Your um, your communication skills are fabulous. I wouldn't have thought you were autistic. Well, I was like, well, you should have seen me at younger age. I couldn't make full eye contact with someone. I had to go to so many psychiatric appointments. You know, just I was very shy from a young age. Uh, obviously, anxiety attacks. You know, socialization, communication issues with people. Um, and then really in primary school, I felt like I was just treated like a naughty child, you know, like if I did something like, I think I remember one time I had an anxiety attack in music and then I had to write, it was a guest teacher and I had to write a letter of apology for being rude to the teacher. Hmm. Like what? Like looking back at it, you're thinking, what? No, you shouldn't have to apologize for a bit, something you cannot control. That's like apologizing for your Tourette's. Like, like, like I... It, it just disgusted me like just thinking back i wish i'd said something but no people obviously backed up the teachers and said yeah you were quite rude I'm like what it's, it's ridiculous honestly i was so glad to leave yes i was mm-hmm. sad and stuff but you know to be fair it didn't really last for long because then i obviously moved into high school with all these same people and then it's like extended friendship circles because this high school was like 10 times bigger than my class like awful year um 
So, of course, word spread around. I was autistic. I loved kids' shows, you know. Um, and then, of course, the bullying started. Um, I was bullied for being autistic, for liking kids' shows, uh, for being a weirdo in general, really. You know, people would just pick on me. They would steal stuff from me. I remember, like, it was just... Oh, my God. It was just horrific i still have screenshots from messages people sent me at the age of 12 and um i don't think i can actually say what they are on stream because i'm not sure if you'll get this taken down but i'm just gonna say they were really ableist slurs directed towards mm. people with special needs and these were like people i was 12 they were like 14 15 these were people in like year 9 or 10 who were friends with people in my year like and like these I remember, like, there was this one thing saying who is the biggest um, something, like, you know, slur. Um, tell me, and I'll put it on my Snapchat story and cover out your name. There was at least three people who said me, oh and one gosh. of them actually shared pictures of me on a kiddie ride. Oh, my gosh. That's like, so awful. I was like, come on, man. That's why. Like, I don't yeah. understand. What do you gain from? What do you gain from this? Do you, like... Do you just like making people miserable? Do you like, have you got nothing else better to do with your life? Like, and I, I got so bullied from that school, I got pulled out. It was just getting too much. I tried to end my life more than once because of how terrible it was. Um, I just didn't want to live anymore because I felt no one liked me. Um, and I just never, I was never going to make friends. Um, I was homeschooled and then I moved to another high school uh, a year later. Um, and then I graduated from that high school. Well, I didn't really graduate because I know it was COVID, so we kind of just finished, and then it was like, yeah, that's that's that, I guess. Uh, so, and then <laughs> sure, I'm in college. Yeah. I've been studying performing arts for about three years, and you know, so I have my off days. You know, it is kind of boring, but you know, I'm just there to get the work done and just to get out with a good grade, just so I can actually perform, put all my energy into actually getting an agent, you know, voiceover work and stuff like that. And you know, yeah. I don't really worry about friendships anymore because I say it's rather best to have one real friend than five friends who hardly interact with you absolutely i mean i mean especially in this space you know the content creation social media you know it's like yeah. you, you know you know followers are just like a a, a number on a screen yeah but it, it's it, it's it's more about the genuine friendships and the and the friends we made along the way um yeah. Uh, yeah. for sure yeah. well and 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 while while we're talking on this subject i i do want to applaud you for your bravery for putting yourself out there it's not it's not easy to like well i mean it is technologically easy to like you know set up a camera and stuff but like there there is a certain vulnerability that that comes with with uh, uh putting out content and putting yourself out there i mean I, I i recently ran into a little bit of that myself where it's like you know i'm i i'm now reflecting on it genuinely surprised with like all of the live content that i do and all the stuff that i put out that nobody's really bullied me before but like i i was doing a live stream not too long ago and it was um you know some some vulgar disgusting things oh, and oh I just, it's on like a sock puppet account yeah yeah, well, soft isn't like you know fake name and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the thing that that was so distressing also is that it was relentless because like I I had commented on I'm like oh what is this I and I didn't know what it was and then it just like uh, you know I would block and then a new account would come up I yeah. block a new account and it was it was it, it, and it rattled me and and this is coming from 
you know, uh, uh, a, a guy, I mean, like, I've got all the privilege on my side. And, and it was still enough to get under my skin and rattle me. So I can't even comprehend uh, the strength it would take for someone like you to overcome that and push through the other side and still do dynamite content that that resonates with a lot of folks. I, I'm inspired. I, I'm inspired by you. So it's because uh, like I, I've, you know, I've thought about, like, you know, maybe maybe I don't need to do videos anymore. Maybe I don't need to do streams anymore. But oh. um, but uh, but but talking to someone like you that 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 it, it, it kind of refills my my hopefulness um, a bit and and it is um, inspiring and I and I hope it's inspiring to um, other content creators as well yeah sure uh, so that being said let's uh let's talk about transformers because we, uh, we, we really kind of haven't yet I I know I I part of the the disadvantage or advantage depending upon um uh is you know we lay a lot of groundwork and we talk a lot about you know because I, I I just I I like getting to know folks and I hope they enjoy getting to know me and um, as our audiences are listening, getting to know us as well. So it's like, you know, you kind of you got to need to set the table before you get into uh, uh, the main course a bit. But yeah, yeah, I I thought we would talk about and I, I one of the things I appreciate in in our conversation so far that you just drop names over your shoulder like nothing. Oh, yeah, no, I was talking to Tara Strong the other day oh, i was talking to frank welker you know it's just like 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 it's no big deal and i i um i appreciate that <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah so let's let's talk about your your connection and friendship with um with with some of the the folks in the um, transformers <laughs> community i mean you uh, one of the notes you sent me uh, uh, specifically was uh, Frank Welker. You wanted to talk about Frank and, and your sessions with Transformers. And, and it, so it, it sounds like there's a lot of material there that we can get into. <laughs> my, my teeth are hurting. Um, first of all, if you want me to sum up our friendship, you have to give me just some stuff. Sure. You want me to sum up our friendship, man and Frank's friendship in one photo? Let me just show you this. I spent this. It was literally like um, like with Kevin and Will. It was a last minute decision. And I was one of the last people to get into his photo op. I know there was all the chances in the day, but I was like, no, I'm doing it now. And I don't care what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like 60 pounds and stuff. I got in the queue and I was working up to him. Obviously, I'd met him earlier in the day, but I'll, I'll say a bit about that in a bit. Sure. Uh, so I met him and we were thinking, what pose do we do with him? Because I see everyone likes doing like standing next to him and stuff like that. Or like, you know, back to back or something. But I was like, let's go for something a bit more unique. And what did we come up with? We both mutually agreed on hugging each other. Aww. Holding each other in our arms. So that was probably a highlight of the weekend. Just me that, and him. That's so sweet. Um <laughs> From I I've never had the opportunity to meet Mr. Welker. I I would I would love to. That that's one of the. I mean he's he's high on my list of folks I would like to connect with. But from all accounts, I I just hear that he's so genuine and so sweet. Yes, yeah. I mean I've had people say to me, "Oh, he's really shy. You don't think you'll be able to contact him?" I'm like, 
Nowadays, I'm like, no, he's not. He's not shy. He doesn't seem shy to me. Well, to be fair, I used to be shy. Look at me now. Uh, so, yeah, I've known Frank uh, for nearly three years now, actually. He did his first UK appearance just before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. I went to go see him, and obviously, because I was going to ask him about Bill Scott, because he worked with Bill Scott before he died. Uh, and then I did the documentary. I was like, okay, I've got to reach him again. So, obviously, I went through his agent, who conversion and stuff like that. And then came the GalaxyCon virtual video chats. I got one with him, and he was like, Oh my god, Amber! I was like, Hi, Frank! (laughs) And we did that three times, and I was like, Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. He would just be so happy every time he saw me. He was like, Amber, it's you! It's like, and it's just, we just spoke. I mean, I didn't even ask him to do any voices like everyone else does. I just, we just casually chat. He's like, how are things over there? I'm like, good, good thank you. How are things over there? <laughs> we just have a general conversation. And then came the opportunity to meet him in Edinburgh, um, Scotland. So, mm-hmm. originally set for 2021, and then it was pushed back due to Scotland's uh, COVID restrictions. Then it was 2022, and I went along. I drove five hours up from where I live to Edinburgh. And, um, oh my gosh, on the night before, I was so nervous. I was like, is this really happening? And I'm lying in bed shaking because I'm meeting my hero again after nearly <laughs> three years in person. I was like, oh my gosh. I got to the convention the next day, and like he didn't have a queue at all because obviously he wasn't there. It was literally like, like we got early bird tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's walking down the side here. And then I know the guy with him who worked for the company, he was like, okay, make it quick because obviously they've got, the, you know, where they're like, give priority to people who have bought autographs already. They don't let oh, you sure, talk to sure. people. It's really annoying because I only go to talk to people. I don't go for like autographs and stuff. Well, yes, the odd photo or two. Well, I mean, oh, sure, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I go to this table and I could tell you now, his reaction when he walked over and I, I just stared at him. I just smiled. We caught eye contact. I smiled and he just goes, <laughs> I was like, hi, hi. And, and, and then the guy's like, okay, make it. He's like, oh, make it quick. Cause it was just Scottish. And um, Frank got up from his table, walked over to me. And whilst he, uh, shook my dad's hand because obviously that my dad is like my roadie he takes me everywhere and like he's like my <laughs> little personal manager he bear hugs me and he was like hi darling how are you i'm like oh my god nah, 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 nah. <laughs> how can we, i couldn't even speak properly <laughs> i was like <laughs> and i got him all these gifts because i know he's been trying to learn a bit of welsh because he has some welsh friends in america so i got okay. him a few gifts from uh which is in Anglesey, North Wales. He's been okay. there to pronounce that. And he was like, I got a key ring with it on it. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. I was like, <laughs> and he was just so sweet. I saw him that entire weekend. Like each day I would keep going back to his table. Every time we saw each other, we would just point at each other. We would smile and stuff. And I went to his panel. I asked him a question. And I know the host was really lovely with me. I went to see her like before and we just spoke really but what i didn't expect her to say was um well i, I did promise amber that uh, she could ask the first question and then frank's just laughing on stage i didn't think peter like me and peter don't know each other well because i think me and frank have more of a connection i don't know why i think it's because maybe he worked with bill peter didn't but well you know sure. um yeah so i'm like oh hi he's like hello amber I'm like, yeah. <laughs> i was like um 
Well, I wasn't like that. I know I was like, I totally kept my cool, but inside my head, it was just like on fire. Um, and then my dad was like, ask him about working with Elvis Presley. I was like, what was it like working with uh, Elvis on The Trouble With Girls? He was like, wow, love the question. And he does this choking dog impression. And um, and then asked Peter a question about him as Mickey Dismal and Rainbow Bright. And then <laughs> he was like, no, thank you, Amber. And then he goes to my dad, thank you, Pop. He calls my dad Pop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, uh, I know. <laughs> And um, the funny thing is, when I put the initial picture of me and Frank in the family group chat, my four-year-old nephew um, said, hey, look, it's uh, uh, because uh, he calls my dad Papa because you know, he's grandpa. And sure. like, my sister was like, who's that? And he was like, Papa. I was like, oh, my. what's funny is that Frank has gray hair. My dad doesn't. Oh, my gosh. that That's hilarious. <laughs> and, yeah and like at the end of the panel they did a script reading because i know they do it everywhere and stuff yeah and at the end frank comes to the bottom of the stage holds out and motions for me to come to the front of the stage and he gave me his script that he had with him oh that's I sweet like, <laughs> i was like yeah, i was like ah! yeah <laughs> um he actually signed it later on as well um and it, I can't find it at the moment. I must have misplaced it. So I'm very sorry. I can't really. Sh- I have to get a photo of it because I have a picture of it on my phone. No, I'm like, yeah. Um, and he writes on it um, from one actor to another. Frank Welker. Oh my gosh. I to try. I got the picture here. It's on my phone. You can't really see it, but you know, it says from one. Ah, uh, yes. That's. That's so sweet. What what terrific handwriting he's got, by the way. I know. Too. It's, How about uh, that? I love that handwriting. Uh, yeah. uh, so <laughs> I met him the whole weekend, and you know, on the Sunday, I I actually got to speak to Peter a bit more on the Sunday because I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I've got to hang out with him. I actually hung out with him outside the photo op curtain because we were just standing there waiting for Frank to finish his solos, and I was worried about approaching him at first because I was like, does he like being approached by fans? I mean, I'm not sure if you've heard about the recent event in Indianapolis, Indiana. I- Yes. At the airport by tons of fans who wanted him to sign Funko Pops and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was before that, and obviously I wanted to be cautious because I don't know what he's like being approached outside of the convention table. So I just spoke sure. to him and I just, I actually got to mention that he, about the Transformers Rescue Bots kiddie ride that I thought his voice was on. So I showed him a clip and he was like, that's me. I was like, we both have our voices on kiddie rides so i told them all about the story of the two to two helicopter and you know it's so cool because i know people like billy west and steve bloom have commented on it it's like i love how you interact with them and it's just really cool and billy west is like two to two helicopter like yes (laughs) (laughs) um so uh me and peter and he's like you're gonna go far I was like, oh, Aww. thank you. And I was just telling, I was just talking about him and stuff. And also a bonus thing, he actually wanted to sign this himself. I brought this to show him because I've had this for about uh, nearly ten years. Sure. He wanted. I didn't ask him to sign it. Well, obviously, like you know, like I, well, when I say didn't ask, I didn't expect him to actually say, "Can I sign this?" He signed my ear plush. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I that, used to sleep with so him every cool. night. I don't sleep with him anymore because I'm worried about rubbing the ink off so he just sits in my cupboard. Aww. So, um... That's... I know. No, <laughs> I, that's... That, that I want to so get him cool. a Chef now. Apparently, he's coming back to England next year, so I'm going to get him another... Sh- I'm going to get a Chef and give another one to him and I might sign it myself. Oh, no, actually, no. I'll just give it to him just, like, as standard yeah. quality so we can there both have Chef Eos. And we're like, ah! So... And then... 
I got the photo taken with them. You have to bear me, I'll put that back. Um, I walked through the photo op curtain. That was me with the Transformers shirt. And they were like, we know you. I'm like, I don't know you guys. I've never met you before. And then I stood in the middle. I was like, okay, why don't you be on one side and you be on the other? And then Peter goes, she's mine, Megatron. He's like, no, Optimus, <laughs> she's mine. And they just kept doing tug of war. My body was like, ah, oh, help. But help us in. No, don't help me. I'm having a ball. Exactly. I, I was like, so it was so much fun. And then I like, I finally got the courage to ask Frank to do Megatron's voice for me. So I was like, can you do, say my name in Megatron's voice? I did it for, for Peter as well. He said my name in Optimus' voice. But for Frank, he's like, Amber Jones. I was like, <laughs> and then he sees my dad. He's like, he's like casually, hello, Papa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, so our friendships have been really close. We don't keep in touch with each other much because um, obviously he's not on social media. So I need to try and... Uh, try and like reach out to him again you know we're just, we just keep getting lost in translation and stuff and mm-hmm. you know it's been i've had actually a few people very few people when i say few i mean like one or two people actually get jealous and to the yeah. point that actually someone started making up a rumor about uh, someone in the transformers round about me harassing frank and actually caught the eyes of some big tf people and mm-hmm. obviously they blocked me saying oh yeah you're known to harass voice actors i'm not going to associate with you i'm like uh what? Uh, what? Oh my gosh! What? That's terrible. No, it doesn't. It doesn't help. That's not my, like my only bad experience. Another experience in the past. I'm not going to publicly name who the voice actor was, but they were from Transformers. They, we were very close with each other, and then we fell out. It wasn't Frank. Well, I mean, it couldn't have been Frank. I mean, that just happened. This is right. This, sure. This this was the fallout that made me so sad. I ended up buying the photo with Kevin to cheer myself up. So I want to also thank this voice actor because if I didn't fall out with them, I wouldn't have got this beautiful photo. Um, yeah, fell out with me, called me mentally ill, said I needed help. I don't believe you have autism. Stop. Get well. Goodbye. Gosh. I was like, what the hell, man? I'm like, what? 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 No, hang on a minute. No. So obviously, obviously, I know these people, and as much as I want to say their names, I'm not going to say because it's not professional of me, and you know, it's just, yeah, I'm not that sort of person to expose someone on a recording. Um, gotcha. But as um as we get closer to wrapping up, um as I said, we wanted to talk about Transformers uh, um just a little bit. I feel like we could do an entire episode of just talking about Transformers. But um but the thing I want I wanted to ask you because obviously there there's a significant age difference between us, uh, you and I, and I I love interacting with fans that don't look like me you know meaning that have like a completely different okay. experience with the stuff that I, <laughs> that, that, I uh, that you know that, that we all love so much but I, I i would like to ask though kind of what what was your your first experience with transformers what what what's kind of like your generation one or what what your path into transformers uh fandom is and what is it about the this concept that that resonates with you so much that makes you a makes you a fan it's partly due to the voice acting. Well, no, no, it, it's mainly due to the voice acting. Um, okay. Uh, my first exposure to Transformers was what? Well, I didn't grow up watching any Transformers shows. I'm very ashamed to say that. I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, I was a proper girly girl, like you know, My Little Pony, Care Bears. But now, like when I'm older, I'm like, okay, Transformers, yeah. G.I. Joe, Care Bears, My Little Pony, everything that works. Um, 
I used to see trailers for Transformers Armada on all these kids' DVDs that I had, and then I was like looking it up and stuff. And then, of course, when I got into Corey Burton, um, he played Shockwave in the original series, so obviously I checked out Cliffs of Inver in that. And then I found out Frank Welk was in it. And then after Liverpool Comic Con, just like with uh, Kevin, I got into Transformers because of Frank Welker. Like I proper started on my Transformers obsession. So I've got I've got DVDs of Prime, I've got the '86 movie, I've got Armada. Uh, what else have I got? I think that's all I got. Yeah, I sure. think that is all I got. Uh, and I've got tons of Funko Pops as well. I've got Soundwave, Bumblebee, Optimus, Megatron. I've got a Studio Series, Cop and Jazz from the 86 film. I've got a Pipes. I've got a, a Titans Return Perceptor. Um, so, and mainly, um, it's just really the voice acting on the show. And also, when we were in the first lockdown uh, in 2020, you know, well, that was when I interviewed Corey Burton. That was like six hours long. So we just mainly spoke about Transformers and stuff. So just you just, just binge watching all these series when you've got nothing to do when you're locked in the house and you're playing Animal Crossing. Um, yeah. It's honestly, it was really fun. And just to reach out to all these voice actors who are also in quarantine, just saying, I love I love your voiceover role. Because I remember David Kay was one of the first people I contacted because obviously he was uh, uh, the Unicron uh, trilogy Megatron. So yeah. he was one of my favorite Megatrons. So I contacted him. And then eventually he came on my show twice. <laughs> so that was really fun. And then He's of course, such I a delight. David Kay is, is just such a delightful person. I He's really so like talking with him. Twice. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and um you know i've just reached out to so many people since then i've i've spoken to people like michael bell neil ross michael mcconaughey michael chain uh who else is uh michael horton who was a uh, chip chase in um the g1 series uh there was there was obviously there was obviously tons more who did like guest spots and stuff but my brain sure. is too hazy at the moment to remember mm. them all so i do apologize but if i didn't mention you i mentioned you in Everything, everything, everything. Yeah, I said all of them in one breath. Um, there you go. There you so go. They were, yeah, they were all really sweet when they were. They, I contacted them, or you know, I spoke to them, and you know, it's just with social media, your love for them blooms, and then you can just post about it or post about Transformers, yeah, even yeah. watch the episodes online and stuff. And you know, with me liking Transformers, obviously linked to liking so much other things as well. And you know, it just it made me it made me really happy it, it really did make me happy and then of course i discovered related shows like challenge of the gobots um oh sure <laughs> yeah yeah and i actually met um a gobots voice actor uh, at liverpool comic con um the voice of fighter kelly ward um oh, okay do you, cool. do, you know who, do you know who kelly ward is I, i'm not familiar i mean i i know the character from uh from gobots but yeah no i'm not i'm not familiar yeah, with them you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you his big well he's a voice director he he's done a lot of stuff for disney so he did jake and the neville empire that's how i predominantly knew him and i i regret not telling Corey when i was in touch with him um you know uh, well oh yeah yeah i i when when Corey brought up his name in conversations i was like kelly well i didn't think too much of it and then it was only like, you know, when it all phased out, I was like, oh my God, I'm meeting Kelly Ward. I'm meeting Kelly Ward, the voice director for taking the level on Pirates. This is amazing. Uh, he, he did also, he did Star of the Forces of Evil. He did a lot of things. He's done a lot of stuff for Mike Young's Splash Productions and stuff. And the big thing is he was actually in the original movie Grease. He played Putsy. Oh, in, yeah. In, in yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I met him and oh my gosh, he was so sweet. He had so much stories about people and we just spoke and I kept going back to his table and he's just so lovely and he's re- invited me to a, a, a recording session in person if they start up again and when I get reach America. So that's, that'll be really lovely to go to and just, and just experience people at work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was, he was really lovely though and we spoke about Frank Welker, well, of course, couldn't pass of course. the opportunity to talk about <laughs> the, uh, Mr. Welker. Um, so that was really fun. Um, but yeah, Transformers has been one of my longest obsessions. And, you know, I, I don't watch it as much nowadays because I'm busy with college work and stuff like that. But I, I do watch it from time to time. And I do talk to a lot of voice actors from it. And I'm trying to interview as many as I can, like, big ones. I mean, Frank would probably be the biggest one for me to have on my podcast. I know it's very highly unlikely he will. Uh, because, like, you know, how his busy schedule works and stuff. But to get him on my podcast, like, a casual interview here in my jammies just talking to him i'll be like okay so tell us about your home life <laughs> right it'd, right it'd be really it'd be really special and you know like with interviews like you, you hardly know the interview but this is like you're talking to one of your best mates it's like yeah it's magical you're thinking okay so we're just gonna start this out by simply just saying uh yeah but you could just act all casual and sloppy and stuff and they just won't care <laughs> it's funny um yeah. so honestly I, I'm so I'm so grateful I got into Transformers and I have to thank 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 Frank <laughs> for making me Easy for make, you to say. <laughs> thank Frank for making me a fan. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> That's- That's awesome. Well, uh Amber it, it was uh it, it's incredibly fun getting to know you uh you you're such a delight um it's as i've been a lot of fun uh but as uh, as our time starts to grow short i do have one last question for you and this is a question that i ask all the um all the folks i interview whether they be uh musicians or comic book artists or youtubers podcasters whatever it's uh um what advice would you have for folks that want to pursue their own artistic interests, their their own artistic pursuits? Hmm, well, I don't get asked that a lot, so it's hard for me to come up with an exact answer. But the first thing that comes to my head is don't start a channel when you're 10. No, don't. I mean, just don't listen to that. Um, just be yourself. Be as creative as you can. Don't limit yourself to what you can do online. And really just... You have one life make the most out of it live like there's no tomorrow like i know i I risk a lot of things like i know it's raining and stuff and there's people outside but i'm like oh so i'm going outside so you know just be yourself you can like whatever you like kids shows anything whatever just just enjoy yourself just enjoy the ride just enjoy while you're young you know just have a ball i suppose yeah Yeah. just just do as uh, a, an animal uh, i think it was judy an animal crossing said to me do what you love and love what you do i love that that's terrific that's terrific advice I, I i love that so that would probably um, be my main advice do what you love and love what you do perfect perfect well uh amber the fangirl this is uh this has been absolutely terrific before uh before we part ways for now um could you let folks know where they can find you on the internet and how we can connect with you out on the social medias well you can find me on uh youtube uh, which is amber the fangirl uh you can find me on twitter which is at amber Leia, uh, which is um 
Amber, and then Leah is spelled L-E-A-H-H-X, Amber Leah X. Um, my Instagram, I don't use much. My Facebook, I think my Instagram and my Facebook are just like really private. So it's really Twitter and Inst- no Twitter and YouTube are the ones that I am most active on these days. So if you want to reach out to me, just send me a comment or a message there and I'll probably get back to you within the next two hours. Awesome. Very good. Before we uh, before we sign off, any um, any last uh, final words? Any uh, any additional wisdom you'd like to like to share? Well, as I say at the end of all my videos, stay safe, stay happy, be kind to yourself and to others, and I hope you have a really lovely day. Thank you for watching. Bye and cut. <laughs> All right, and that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you want to listen to my podcast, Mike Cyber Radio, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For my guest, the amazing Amber the Fangirl, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Cyber Radio. And until next time, tell all or one... Hello, Sorry, did I did I talk over you? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I love it. I love it. That's staying in. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Mike Cyber Radio is recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our original theme song is written and performed by Lucia Fasano. Get her music on all streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, including her groovy new single, Habitable Planets. Check out her Instagram at Lucia underscore Fasano. Our closing theme is a nice place to visit by these young fools, used with permission from Michael Geisler. Check out Michael's website, bytormusic.com. Special thanks to Andy Lita for our logos and graphic design. He is at GoGoAndyRobo out on Twitter. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group, and you can follow me on social media at MikeCybertRadio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and check out my YouTube channel for even more videos, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to be a guest on the show? Send me an email, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. getting all these, you know, hundreds of meals ready. And this one guy in the middle of the night, like three nights into this, he goes, so my day job is I'm an architect. He says, what's your day job? I said, well, I do voices mostly. He went, I knew it. He said, you're the guy who does Batman. You're that Kevin Conroy. So he goes into this dining hall and this is, you know, the first week after the attack and there'd been like just this somber sadness. And you hear him go, Guys, guys, you're not gonna believe who's been cooking your dinners. It's Batman. There's this long silence and you hear bullshit from the back of the place. And, and you said, then someone else says, make him prove it. So I thought, oh, this is good. So I'm in the back kitchen and I do from the back kitchen, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. There's this long pause and then you hear from the back of the place, holy f- that is Batman. And suddenly people were laughing. And the architect who had recognized me said, uh, what's it feel like to be Santa Claus? I said, because that's what just happened here.